Wait, what? So this happened. I'm Rachel Vallesnor, and this is the podcast Hell is Not the End, although it feels like just the beginning sometimes. Is anything really the end, though? This podcast is meant to explore the limitless possibilities of one's own soul. Why do people do bad things? Why are there countless happenings beyond understanding? Why, when we are cautioned not to do something, do we just do it anyway? The definition of curiosity, a strong desire to know or learn something. There you have it. I will curiously explore why. Hell is not the end. Vincent Darrell Groves was born on April 19, 1954, in the family of a postman and a teacher and the eldest of three sons. The family lived in the Denver suburb of Wheat Ridge, which was mainly inhabited by the members of the middle class. By all accounts, Vincent's parents seemed like any other parents, average people who love their kids. Vincent attended Wheat Ridge High School and graduated in 1972. One of his classmates was Dave Logan, a former American football player, radio personality, and high school coach, primarily playing for the Cleveland Browns and the voice of the Broncos, the Denver Broncos, for 23 years. Vincent had a tall, athletic physique. He spent his high school years as a member of his school's basketball team, where he was outstanding on the court. In 1972, his team reached the annual Interscholastic Basketball Championship in the state, where Vincent is described as the team's star player. He was a popular student that had many friends. After high school, he entered Coe College in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, where Vincent played for the local, local basketball team. In 1974, Vincent loses interest in sports and his studies. He started to miss a lot of school, drops out of college, and then returns to Denver. He moves in with his grandmother and gets a job as an electrician. In his free time, Vincent starts to drink and frequents the red light district of Denver. In the late 1970s, he spends most of his time with pimps, sex workers, and then engaging in criminal lifestyle. In late 1977, Vincent meets 17-year-old Jeanette Baca, whom he then persuades to engage in sex work. So then Vincent becomes her pimp. On June 11, 1978, Jeanette's naked body was found in the woodland in Jefferson County. During the investigation, Vincent is interrogated, but due to lack of evidence of guilt, he isn't charged with anything. A few months later, he meets 21-year-old Norma Jean Halford from San Jose, California. They move in together. On August 24, 1979, a soldier from the Army discovers Norma's empty car parked on a mountain road outside of Georgetown. To this day, Norma has not been found. At the end of 1979, Vincent becomes addicted to drugs. During this period, he meets Janet Hill, who he marries in 1981. Due to his drug addiction, he starts to display unpredictable behavior. He quits his electrician job and finds work as a janitor with regular hours of work. His marriage becomes strained. On August 14, 1981, Vincent kills 17-year-old Tammy Sue Woodrum while camping. After murdering Tammy, Vincent's wife convinces him to turn himself in. He surrenders himself and gives a full confession insisting that she had died from an overdose. However, autopsy results would confirm Tammy was raped and strangled and had no traces of drugs in her system. Vincent is charged with second-degree murder. In the summer of 1982, he is sentenced to 12 years. 
While in prison, he divorces his wife, Janet, as well as finish college. Wait. He divorces her? <sighs> he attended several rehabilitation programs for sex offenders. On February 13, 1987, Vincent is paroled and released from prison. Vincent returns to Denver to live with his parents. With the support of his father, he buys a car and finds a job as a janitor at both a department store and a local church. In his spare time, Vincent would hang out on Colfax Avenue where sex work and drug trafficking were starting to disrupt life with the highest crime rates at the time being recorded. In March 1987, Vincent met 20-year-old sex worker Sheila Washington on Colfax Avenue. Vincent pays for her services, drives her to a motel, shares drugs with her, and then beats her and attempts to strangle her. Other motel patrons hear the screams and Vincent flees the scene. Sheila not only survives the attack, but is able to describe her attacker and his car, but she did not know his name, which was lucky for Vincent. In August 1988, Sheila again describes Vincent's car. At this time, Vincent is suspected in 20 different women's deaths, all of whom had been strangled. The investigators found Vincent was familiar with the victims and known and a known drug dealer among the pimps and sex workers on Colfax Avenue. In some cases, Vincent was known to be the last person seen with the victim. Based on circumstantial evidence and testimonies, Vincent was arrested on September 1st, 1988, and interrogated. He denies any guilt and insists on his innocence. A blood sample taken from Vincent, his parents, his ex-wife, and several acquaintances, his car and apartments were searched. No evidence of guilt was found, and as a result, Vincent was only charged with assaulting Sheila. In a 1989 lawsuit, Vincent claims his assault on Sheila was in self-defense after she stole money from him and then tried to attack him. The claim seemed to be supported due to the fact that she had been arrested for a cocaine possession. Vincent was able to prove Sheila was prone to such behavior as drug addiction and violent behavior. Vincent is acquitted for any charges. However acquitted, Vincent would not go free. According to DNA test results, Vincent is linked to the murder of a 19-year-old Juanita Lovato, whose naked body was found in April 1988 in a rural area east of Denver. He is also linked to a 25-year-old Diane Mancera, whose body was found in the neighboring Adams County near I-25 west of Denver. In 1990, Vincent is convicted of Juanita's murder and receives life imprisonment. A month later, he is extradited to Adams County, where he is charged with Diane's murder. At the end of 1990, Vincent is additionally charged with 20 years in imprisonment for her murder. At the trial, evidence provided by prosecutors indicate Vincent's involvement in eight other murders in the Denver area. Using the evidence of testimonies that Vincent was the last person in many cases, last seen with the victims before they were found dead, or had just disappeared altogether. No new charges would be brought against him. In the early 1990s, Vincent begins to have health problems. He is diagnosed with hepatitis C and liver failure and dies from those complications on October 31st in 1996, in a prison hospital near Denver. Sixteen years after his death in 2012, thanks to DNA analysis, 
more of his victims will come to light. He was guilty of the murder of 25-year-old Emma Janafor, whose body was discovered in Denver in March 1978. 23-year-old Joyce Ramey, who was killed in July 1979. 20-year-old Peggy Cuff, whose body was discovered in Denver in 1979. 35-year-old Pamela Montgomery, murdered by strangulation and found in August 1988. In 1989, Vincent was named a suspect in Pamela's murder. During the investigation, Vincent was identified as the driver of the car that Pamela was last seen getting out of the day of her disappearance, which would later turn into her being found murdered. Enter the Conspiracy Corner. to believe that someone could do so much damage in such a short amount of time. Why do people think they can get away with doing such horrific things? I think it's possible in the time frame that these murders occurred, the victims lived under a cloud that since they were sex workers, their murders may not have taken first priority. Or it was just a matter of waiting for the DNA technology to catch up to the mounting crime that cannot be stopped. One thing is for certain, technology is advancing and wrongdoers beware. My hope is that no one has to live in fear, ever. As always, I will never give up and read the signs. Special thanks to all the reading materials I could get my hands on, internet mostly, thanks to wikipedia.org. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Rachel Vallesnor, and this is the podcast, Hell is Not the End. <laughs>